Welcome to Mom Pod, a podcast for moms. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Diana. Come along as we learn together, laugh together, cry together, and grow together on this journey called motherhood. Through the years of marriage and mom life, I've found a lot of fun in figuring out frugal ways of living in order to save money for the fun stuff. We love to go on vacation, particularly to Disney World. And we go very often, I'd say maybe every other month. And a big reason that we're able to afford going so often is because of some of our money-saving secrets. I soak in any money-saving tips that I can get, especially when it comes to being able to take trips to Disney or anywhere. I like that you use the word frugal because I have a little story about that. So we have a new movie theater, like a commercial complex where I live, and it has a parking garage. When they first opened, it was like free, like you could just drive in and park. And then after a while, they set up like the little ticketing system where you have to collect the ticket and pay. So now you have to pay to park. But right away when I noticed this, I... I had been places before where you can get like your tickets validated for parking. So I asked about getting it validated at the movie theater. And sure enough, we could scan the tickets to get the free parking as patrons to the shops. So I was talking about this and I was sharing this with my parents. And my dad was like, oh, my gosh, really? Because I've been paying for the parking since it started charging it. Like as they didn't even think about getting tickets validated or anything so when I shared that my dad made a comment that kind of stuck with me a little he was like wow Diana doesn't like to spend money man <laughs> she is definitely frugal and he said it and you know what I took it as a compliment to be honest and I was proud of the fact that he saw me this way as a one-income family who homeschools it's been a part of our life that we try to save a dollar here and there when we can too so today Vanessa and I want to share some of our money-saving tips for frugal living. Yeah, now that you say that, think about it. How much were you going to pay for parking? Maybe three, four dollars. That three, four dollars bought you an icy at the at the movie theater, or it could buy you like a Starbucks coffee or something. Yeah, any any little amount. Like I'll take it. <laughs> when we started homeschooling, personally, I was always worried about being a one income family because. You don't, you feel, you know, sometimes I felt like maybe I should contribute by getting a job or something, contribute to the family. But I read, I forgot where it is that I read it, but it's so true. You are in a sense working because usually the one that stays home is the one making sure that you are budgeting and you are saving money and being frugal so that you can afford a homeschool lifestyle and a one income family lifestyle. So it's kind of like our job to find frugal ways to live. So yeah, we definitely have a little experience under our belt on this topic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so I guess I'll get started and I will share my first tip. And that is to sit down and take a look at what you're spending. Print out a couple months worth of bank statements and grab some highlighters and literally go through it and Figure out your recurring monthly expenses. Figure out what are your bills. Figure out how much money did you spend on going out, on entertainment. Figure out how much money you spent on food. I would say separate it, groceries, and then separate like eating out just to get an idea. And then 
you might be really surprised at some of the things that you find when you do this. And you might be surprised at just how much money you're actually spending on certain things. And it'll really give you an idea of how much you have to budget and exactly how much you can save. For me, when I did this, um, it was really shocking to see just how much I spent on food. I think a lot of people could relate to this. And I, I'm curious to know if anyone else has done this and seen like just exactly how much you spend like just on food. Before I get there, so once you find out how much you are spending and what your expenses are, you can add that up and compare it to exactly how much your income is. And your expenses most definitely should be less than your income. And you that gives you an idea of how much wiggle room you have and how much you're able to save and how much you want to save. Like I was saying earlier, I, I was astonished. I was like so surprised to know exactly how much money we were spending just on food. So this tip leads me to another tip, which is to cook at home. This one takes might take some getting used to, but limit your meals out to about once a week. Not only is it better on your pocket, it's healthier for you too. create a menu, stick to your list and do not go to the grocery store hungry. Uh, personally, I love all these. I think that they have the best deal for your dollar with organic products. Yes. So speaking of meal planning, personally, what I do in my house is I love to meal plan for the week. But what I used to do back then when I wasn't so frugal, I would just make like a new meal plan for the week without even looking at what was left over from last grocery shopping haul or without even checking my pantry, I would just create like a brand new list uh, of things that sounded good for the week and go from there. And so every week I was spending a lot of money. What I started doing is while I'm making my list, I would look at the things that I had left. So if I had frozen chicken or leftover chicken, I would use, I use the leftovers first. And I, I think of what I compare it with. So if we have leftover I don't know, rotisserie chicken in the fridge or some fish that I could cook. I think about the next couple of days, the dinners that I can make with that. And then I just think, okay, what sides can I use them with? If I already have sides, like maybe some rice I can make, then um, I won't rebuy rice. I will just use what I have. Um, or if I you know, need to buy some macaroni and cheese, or if I need to buy some pasta, I'll add that to the list. But I always check my pantry and I meal plan with what I already have. And then I make a list of things that I that I need that I'm missing for the meal plan. So that really helps to cut down on the grocery expenses. That has really helped me out. Another thing that I love to do is order groceries for grocery pickup or I use Instacart. If you're in Florida, you know about Publix. And when you use the Instacart pickup at Publix, you know, they shop for you, they bag it for you, they bring it out to your car. So I use that sometimes um, because it helps me cut down on my grocery expenses as well. When you go grocery shopping, and like Diana said, especially if you're hungry, you pick up a bunch of things, extra things off the shelf. Oh, that looks good. Oh, I need some cookies. You know, like, especially if you take your kids with you, like you're going to spend a lot more because they're going to want everything they see. And if you're trying to avoid a tantrum, you're going to stick that thing in the cart. But when you go by yourself or when you go online, you know, when you order groceries, it's easier to stick to your budget because you're visually seeing, okay, 
is adding up in the cart and you can easily take things out so that you stick to your grocery budget. So that's definitely something that I recommend ordering groceries or using Instacart. And I, I think that you might pay a little bit more for the actual product. But if you think about it, that little bit more that you're paying for the product, you would have spent on extra things, plus the convenience of not having to shop. To me, I think that little bit extra is definitely worth it a lot of times. <laughs> for this next tip that I have, you have to be disciplined to try it because if you're not great at paying your bills on time, then this might not be the best tip for you. But if you think you can try it and you're disciplined enough to, to pay the bills without auto pay, then something I do is that I try to spread my payments or my bills apart throughout the month. Our payday is Friday. So if you get paid every week or even bi-weekly, you could try it. But for us, it's weekly. So if you get paid weekly, this is a good option so that when lots of bills are due at once, you aren't eating away at your bank account. So, for example, if my electric bill is due on the 24th, but I have a lot of other things that are going to be paid that week or due that week, then I'll pay it a little earlier in the month so that a lot of money isn't leaving the bank account at once. And it's just kind of like a cushion and makes you feel like comfortable that you're not eating away at your bank account. Can you elaborate a little bit what you mean there? Like, what do you mean? Like, pay so, it earlier? Yeah. So some of my bills, like, I do have on auto pay. So I know for sure, like, that rent or mortgage is due, like, on the 15th, let's say. So that's, like, a big chunk. But then not only is your rent due on the 15th, then that same week, let's say your electric is due and your car payment is due and other things are due. So Instead of letting it just auto pay and all of those bills being taken out at once, I set up the payment so that the electric is paid on the fifth of the month or like the first paycheck of the month where not so many things are being taken out from the bank account. So it just helps to have more funds throughout the month available. Whereas if I would have just let everything go out on that 15th date, then there would have been less funds available in the bank account. That no. you, you spread it out yeah right yeah so i get just it you spread out the payment right and also trying to reduce any debt that you have is always a good idea because it really costs you a lot of money to have debt you're paying so much money just to have that debt and setting up payments in smaller amounts weekly as well so like let's say instead of paying 200 dollars at once pay 50 dollars a week to, towards your credit card payments and those you can even like set it up like I go in and I set up about like two or three months worth at a time every week it'll be like $50 $50 $50 and by the time you know it like your debt will literally be diminished you know that's something else that oh I that's cool to. so that like, you don't feel the whole 200 at once you feel it like in little chunks but right. you're still paying like, like 200 oh that's cool yeah that's something else we do one thing I learned about is called a no spend month or a no spend week if a month seems like too much where it's basically you decide as a family that you are not going to spend any extra money for a month or for a week so basically you just you you have to plan for this because it takes planning in advance so that nothing random comes up you have to sit and look at the calendar for the next month and just make sure that you know that you can anticipate what's coming up as much as possible. But basically, it's you don't spend any extra money at all, except for 
your basic needs, your groceries, your gas, obviously your bills and payments that you need to make, but no money on food, no money on toys, no money on candy, nothing extra. This really helped out because when you have a goal in mind, like paying off debt or saving up money for a vacation, it really accelerates the process of saving up money since you're not you know, you're not putting that money towards anything else, anything extra that's not going to contribute to your goal. So I definitely recommend it. We have done it in the past and it has been hard, but if the whole family's on board, it can kind of be fun. Um, my daughters know uh, we had a no spend May and actually we, towards the end of the month, we took a vacation, but pretty much uh, the, the whole May we were trying not to spend any extra funds. So it becomes like a fun little family thing to do together. So I recommend that as well. You had a little bit of extra spending money, I'm sure, or a lot of extra spending money for your trip. Yeah, definitely can see how that works out. I like that tip. Growing up, my dad always used to walk around like, turn off the lights, turn off the lights. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like if we weren't in the rooms, like that was one of his pet peeves. But now that I'm older and you know, we run our own household, I completely can understand. Now you tell your kids, right? Turn off the lights. (laughs) Because reducing your energy costs and like your gas, that's one. Those are places that you can definitely make an impact and add a little extra to your pocket, like making sure the lights are off if nobody's in the room and, you know, being conscious of, how long you wash your hands, how if you're washing dishes, like having the water running, like little things like that might seem like they're not really, they wouldn't make such a big impact. But if you actually like made a conscious effort and take a look at the difference and see what it makes, you'll notice that it's probably at least a grocery bill worth, (laughs) let's say. Um, And then like gas, like everyone's talking about gas prices nowadays. Oh, my gosh. That's like the the talk on the town, the gas prices. But people don't think like, okay, well, you don't have to use a car. I get it. Some places that you live, you might need it. Like I, I know for certain things, like it's not easy. But if you have the option, then walk to some places that are close enough for you to walk or take your bike to the park down the street instead of getting in the car like Little things like that, I also feel, can make an impact on your budget. Speaking of uh, lights and electricity, one major thing that we did in my house. So if you have an old air conditioner, it can be a bit of an expense to get it replaced. But let me tell you, we got a brand new air conditioner for my house because it was about 20 years old, super old. And it was acting up. And when we, we replaced the air conditioner... It was a big expense, but now we're saving at least $100 a month in our FPL. It's crazy. Wow. At least $100 a month. It has gone down tremendously. So much wow. to the fact that we're like, what it, did somebody like tap our FPL? Wow. Like what's going on? That's insane. Yeah, it, it is insane. It saves us a lot of money. So I recommend if you have an old one and your energy bill is up the roof, take a look at that because that can help. Also using coupons and price matching. A lot of stores will match a price, even from Amazon. Usually not if it's like a third-party seller, but if it's a something that's coming straight from Amazon, a lot of places will price match. Subscribe to emails that send you discounts for the stores that you visit often. Like I never pay full price at Michael's 
Kohl's, Petco. I feel like there's another store that I can't think of right now, but there are certain stores that I always, always use a coupon for, and they're usually available. So take advantage of those coupons. So one thing I did when I decided to be more frugal is I really got into learning about minimalism. And I really dove into it. I watched all the YouTube videos, read all the books, and I started getting into the lifestyle. And the lifestyle of minimalism is, is basically the idea that less is more and that excess stuff is not necessary and it's actually hurting us more than it's helping us. And when you start getting into minimalism, you adapt this idea that you don't need to buy extra things, that you take care of what you already have. You reuse a lot of what you already have. So reduce, reuse, repurpose, and you obviously spend less by doing that. And and not only spend less, you don't want to go out and shop like you used to. It's, it's a whole lifestyle and it really helps to be frugal when you really get into it. I don't know if you've heard of this project, but it's called Project 333. It is on Instagram if you look it up. It's very simple. It sounds complicated, but it's very simple. And it goes hand in hand with minimalism. And what it is, is you choose 33 items to wear from head to toe for three months. And that's what you wear. So it's including shirts, pants, not including like pajamas and things like that, but it includes jewelry. And it's like a fun challenge, I guess, that you can give yourself. Can you stick to 33, only 33 items for three months? And in doing challenges like this, first of all, we're not going to buy new clothes or um, jewelry or, or accessories, things like that. Why? Because we can only stick to our 33 items. So for three months, you are committed to, to doing this challenge and you're not thinking about buying new things. So I recommend that project. It's really fun. I did it. And it's Project 333. Uh, so look that up and uh, and give it a try. Let us know if you tried it. If you're really interested in being more frugal, look up all the YouTube videos into minimalism. Uh, for me, it's really fun and really interesting. So I recommend that. One way that you do that, which we were sharing a little bit ago, and I think it'll be cool to share here too, is that you reuse your Ziploc bags. Yes. So you know, you can either buy things that you can reuse, like you can invest in those Ziploc baggies that are reusable. They're kind of pricey, though. My preference is to buy the $2 bag of Ziploc bags. I mean, it really depends on your on your mission, too, because there are ways to be more conscious of, of our earth and, you know, to go more green. So if you're focusing on that, then this is not the solution for you. Uh, this is an easy solution that I that I take. So I like to buy the Ziploc baggies that are $2 at Aldi. They bring about 150 bags in there. And I reuse them because they are reusable. So let's say I use them to pack up snacks for my daughters for lunch one day. When I get home and the bags are empty, what I do is I wash them in the sink. So like you put the Ziploc bag on your hand, you like if you're washing your hands with soap and water, you hang it up on something uh, open up to dry inside and out. 
and you have a brand new Ziploc bag to be used the next day, you can easily reuse it about 10 times. So one box of Ziploc bag will last you 10 times the length that it'll take for you to use up one if you wash them and reuse them. And that's definitely a way to save money uh, with something as simple as Ziploc bags. And it goes from Ziploc bags all the way to, let's say, your makeup your makeup cloths that you use to remove your makeup if you use them. One simple hack to do is to cut them in half. Because if you think about it, you don't use the whole uh, paper. You kind of just like uh, crumble it up and, and use it all over the place. But if you cut them in half, it'll last you double the time. Same thing with paper towels. If you cut them in half, they'll last you double the time. So it's just getting used to using less of the thing or reusing it over and over again so that they last you more and you spend less. I love that so much. And I feel like people from like our grandparents generation and even before that were like the kings and queens of reusing. My grandma definitely used to reuse Ziplocs. She reused any kind of container or thing like, you know, KFC containers or (laughs) that's, I, I think that I don't know. I think it's just an older generation thing because I don't even think it's a cultural thing. I think it's just an older generation thing that they don't like to throw things away. They didn't have it like that. So and and it it, it does save you money and it helps the environment. So I am all for that. Diana, that takes me back. I have to share this to my grandmother. She used to reuse everything too. And she had these. Okay, I don't know if you remember that commercial focus factor they were like pills that the older people would take to help them with their focus and the, the commercials they let you try it free it must be good anyway i'll never forget that commercial but she used to, like she fell into it and she kept buying the focus factor pills well she would reuse the bottles the empty bottles as pencil and pen holders oh. and so in her house she had like a bunch of pen holders with the focus factor uh, and she just yep same thing she never threw anything away she reused it so yeah you're right we should adopt more of our grandparents uh, (laughs) habits it's true that's funny I do remember those commercials too by the way (laughs) but uh, yeah any any little thing would definitely be reused so tell us does anyone out there have grandparents uh, that did the same? Like, tell us some of your stories of ways that your grandparents or your family reused things in the home. Another thing that they did back in the day, which is something I was going to suggest today, is to actually keep some cash at home and use that only for like your extra expenses that you have. And then it's kind of like a budget too. like, OK, give yourself two hundred dollars a month only to spend on expenses and once you run out of that money then that's it you can't spend anymore and that actually helps to reduce extra expenses Uh, a lot of times when you see the cash on hand and you're like physically paying with cash you feel it more I think and it's like you don't want to spend it as much so I think that helps I had one more tip to share and that is to check on like your monthly subscriptions a lot of times we sign up for like free trials or will subscribe to something and then just kind of forget that it's even there. So just Google how to check your subscriptions and you should be able to figure out how to look at it and just see like if you're subscribed to anything extra that you don't really need. And 
making sure that you're checking your statements. Uh, I, if I'm guilty of this myself. Months will go by and I won't even look at like my statements and I catch things sometimes that I'm like, oh, wait, like I didn't spend that or something. So it's important to really keep track of your bills and really look at them and take that time to make sure that everything that you're paying is, you know, what you're really spending and what you really need. Cutting your cable too. Cutting your cable and maybe even sharing like TV and video streaming apps with like your family and friends. If you trust each other, be like, hey, look, you get Netflix, I'll get Hulu. And, you know, we kind of share it. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if any of this is like you're supposed to or not, but shh, don't tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. You share that Netflix password. <laughs> so I've been um... using my mom for what, six years now? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that way you both, you know, you could get two streaming video channels and for the price of one type of thing but i'm not endorsing this either like per se i'm just sharing my experience when it comes to this um so my internet bill was high and i called the company and i was like look it's too high i can't afford this i think i'm going to just cut it all off altogether and they offered me a discount to stay as their customer so i got I got a little bit extra for less money. So it's always worth a try. And your car insurance too is the same thing. You can always, especially if your credit has gotten better since whenever you got your car insurance call and be like, hey, you know, I want to see if there's any lower rates available. I'm thinking of switching and they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe I can cut you a little money here. So same for your phone bill. The thing is that when we start off in phone bills, it's easy to get, they, they sell you on something, on a promotion they're having. So you sign up for it with their promotion price and they say, oh yeah, for, for you know, six months or for a year. And then you stay with them for years. So you started out paying, let's say $50, $60 a month. And now you're paying $180 a month for phone or for, or for internet or something. And it slowly starts creeping up sometimes. So yeah, it is important to call back and say, listen, I signed up for it in this amount and now it's all the way up here. So what can we do? And usually, yeah, they'll work with you. And if not, then maybe you have to look for something cheaper. We got rid of cable uh, maybe two years ago. And all we use is a fire stick with Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, all the things. And we don't miss cable, not one bit. And our monthly bill is, I don't know, maybe like $20 a month for our cable so yeah for sure you know senator elizabeth warren wrote a book and her book is titled all you're worth the ultimate lifetime money plan and i haven't read the book myself yet but i do plan on looking into it but in this book there's a basic rule and the basic rule is to divide up after-tax income and allocate it to spend 50 percent on your needs 30% on your wants, and then 20% go straight to your savings. I thought that that was a pretty good way to separate it. I think it's a good goal to set to try to meet that 50, 30, 20 rule. So there you have it. Some frugal living tips from us. If you try any of these suggestions, let us know. We'd love to hear. If you have any suggestions that we didn't talk about today, also let us know. We'd love to share with our mom pod community. Be sure to give us a rating wherever you listen to our podcast and head on over to Instagram and follow us at the.mom.pod. Plato once said, the greatest wealth is to live content with little.